The App Guide podcast is brought to you by Apptentive. Apptentive are trusted and loved by thousands of customers and some of the biggest brands out there. Brands such as Evernote, Big Fish Games, StockTwits, Nordstrom. So to get this kind of attention and give your app some love, go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's all lowercase, apptentive.com forward slash appguy. Get a free mobile consultation from their customer experience experts. Gummy Cube. Gummy Cube is the end-to-end solution for your mobile marketing and app store optimization. So to go and check out their services and have a full review, go to gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, gummycube.com, and make sure that you say you've come from the App Guy podcast. B7Dev, that is B7Dev.com, app development you really enjoy. And make sure that when you're reaching out to the founder, his name is Haim, mention my name and I'm sure that he will look after you. Thanks very much to B7Dev for supporting this show. Numob, N-U-M-O-B. Numob are the leaders in app acceleration for Android and iOS. They've created a solution that speeds up the load times and performance of your mobile apps by two to 10 times. Go to newmob.com, that's N-E-U-M-O-B.com. My name is Nary Singh, Managing Director for Digital Business for Accenture. You are listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host. This is Paul Kemp. Now, I love this show. I meet some amazing entrepreneurs. You meet them as well because you listen to the journeys of founders, CEOs who are rocking it in the mobile world, who are helping us in our own journeys to live a life of freedom, a life of enjoyment in digital. And so I do go around the world, get lots of different guests, different nationalities. And today I've got the CEO and co-founder at Relevant. It's Eduardo Sanchez. And I want to welcome you, Eduardo, to the app, guys. So it's a warm welcome to you. Hi, Paul. I am thrilled to be your guest today. Thank you for the opportunity. So... Um, I would love to know how relevant is relevant to us. Tell us about relevant. Yes, absolutely. It's a uh, it's an interesting opportunity for uh, for me in particular to talk about relevant because we, we are basically the disruptors of the app store, or that is the way you know we uh, we see the the company. And, and what relevant does basically is that we enable instant mobile connections between businesses and customers. No, you know, our tagline is uh, no development, no app store, and no please download our app nonsense. So from that perspective, I think we are, we're trying to uh, disrupt the traditional way, you know, businesses communicate with customers. It's, uh, it's very particular. The approach is very particular because we are not trying to displace native applications. What we're trying to do is provide businesses the opportunity to connect with customers in a manner that is, uh, you know, simple, better, personalized, and and affordable, you know, to some extent. So they really have the opportunity, you know, to do it. But that is basically what we're doing. We are enabling those those connections, and we're trying, you know, for for small businesses to have that effective mobile presence, you know, with customers, so they can retain and they can acquire new ones. Yeah. So Eduardo. Before we go into the journey, I'd, I'd like the audience to understand more about the process of what you're going through. When you read your 
website, it says you're a mobile customer experience management platform that helps businesses retain and acquire new customers. So tell us then, like in a bit more detail, like exactly the process of how you're disrupting the App Store and, and how customers are going and getting these things on, on their phone. Absolutely, absolutely. And the, the fact that we kind of name relevant or describe relevant as a customer experience management platform is because we think that customer experience is basically at the top. That should be the priority. I mean, customer experience, is, experience comes first, the technology should come second. And the way that, uh, that, that we're doing this is very simple. I mean, let me, let me just step back and just uh, kind of explain, you know, where we're coming from and, and why, you know, we're taking the approach that we're taking. I mean, this is a, a, um, a, the, the, a space, you know, a, a, with a small and medium businesses is very interesting. You have about 80% of the small and medium businesses, again, that want to be mobile. I mean, they want to have mobile presence. And when we say mobile presence, we, we are referring to either a native application or a responsive website. But you know, one way or the other, they want to be on the phone of their customers somehow. But it, the, the problem is that they have several limitations. You know, number one, they don't know how to do it. You know, remember they, they, are, they have limited resources because they are small, you know, medium businesses, not necessarily tech savvy. And on the other side is, you know, sometimes expensive. You know, if you want to develop an applica- native application, you just have to pay for the upfront development and you have to, you know, it's a long development period process somehow. So that is uh, how we can, we always, you know, have been my co-founder, uh, Bart Jenkins and I, we always have been thinking, you know, you know, several years thinking how we can do this. We have we are living with a smartphone, you know, for 10 years, and then we cannot do still certain basic things. Like if we want, let's say, to make an appointment online with, uh, you know, a business, or if we want to set preferences before, you know, we go, what can we do really to make that connection on mobile? And then, you know, to enhance basically the customer experience, you know, the best way to understand this is, is, is to put an example. Now, for example, we, our first vertical is in the automotive business, and we would like, you know, to have a great experience, you know, anytime we go to change our oil. How do we do that? You know, unless you are dealing with a very sophisticated auto dealership, it's, it becomes, you know, really difficult. If you go to the mechanic that is on the corner, they don't have an online appointment system. They don't have a way for you to pay online. They cannot provide you, you know, with your service history and, and more resources. So it's, uh, it's not necessarily what we think, you know, could be a very, very a more pleasant experience. Uh, and it's frustrating sometimes when you go and patronize a business and they always ask you, is this the first time you're here? You know, when you have been visiting the place, you know, for years and it's because, you know, they don't know you or they have too many customers and they don't take the time really to get to know, you know, the, the, their customers better. So that is really, you know, what we're trying to, to, uh, to do. With yeah, can I can I just jump in here as well because I'm really seeing the problem now that as you describe it, because these small businesses are competing with the likes of say the Starbucks experience, where I go onto a native app, I book an appoint, I book a, a, a coffee, it's there when I arrive and I pay through the app, and it's a much better experience. And we start to expect this from all businesses. Is that right? Correct. Exactly. 
And there are, again, you know, there are other businesses, they don't know how to do it. Starbucks has, you know, very, very big company. They have a lot of, they are technology driven and they have a lot of resources so they can enable, you know, those experiences. But if you have other customers, how do they do it? You know, it's, it's more complicated, right? So he said that is, that's exactly what is at the core of, uh, of relevant and the way that we, uh, that, that we try to solve that, you know, was with, uh, or is with digital cards and the digital card environment is, is really interesting. And what we're doing, we haven't seen, you know, that anybody else has done it, but basically we're taking digital cards, we're putting those, we're creating those digital cards, we're putting those in the, in the digital wallet. And then basically we are leveraging the whole Apple ecosystem. It's a new concept, Paul, because again, you know, you haven't seen it, but what we're trying to do is, is act like a mobile application by being, you know, native to the phone, you know, on the, uh, on the app, on the digital wallet. And then on, on the other side is, is very simple because it doesn't require, you know, uh, upfront development. So we can push it our digital cards via email, text or peer-to-peer -peer directly to the customer while the customer is at the, at the store. Because the other limitation that, that, that you see is that, you know, there are some businesses that they have taken the time to develop and pay for a native application. They put it in the app store. And then when you come into the business and say, hey, we have this, this uh, you know, uh, great uh, mobile app, why don't you go ahead and download it? So, you know, you can interact with us and we can communicate with you and all that, those, you know, marvelous things. And what happens is that the customer either, you know, says, well, I'll do it, but I'll do it later. And then they go out the store and forget, uh, or they never do it, you know, because maybe the interaction is not necessarily, you know, that frequent, as you know, there are, there are, you know, 1.5 million apps in the app store. We already have hundreds, you know, or a hundred, 80 to hundred apps in, in our phones. We only use a very small number, you know, on a regular basis. So some the customers will say, Hey, I, I, I want another app. You know, so how, how we can do that uh, differently? And that is where we come in, you know, with digital cards. We can push those cards, you know, to the customer right there at the stores. In a matter of seconds, the customer already has, you know, received that digital card. They put it on their digital wallet and voila, you know, we have mobile presence with the customer. The, the difference, yeah. the difference, Paul, with, uh, you know, if you think about it, we are similar to a coupon or a boarding pass or a train ticket, you know, that you can put in your wallet, right? In your digital wallet. The difference is that our cards are 100% bi-directional, meaning that we can put features in our cards and they, I mean, for example, to make an online appointment or to look at, uh, you know, to set preferences or to look at information that is provided by the, by the business or, you know, for the business to communicate via push notifications and, um, and other means, you know, with the customer, we are, or, you know, we go beyond, you know, what has been the norm for digital wallets that is basically static uh, elements. Our elements are dynamic and, and allow, you know, that interaction between the business and the customer. Eduardo, this is really exciting. And for anyone who listens to the show over the long term, you do know that it's all about solving a problem. And I love the fact that you've actually taken the problem of downloading apps and the uh, the friction that currently exists with the hassle that users have, and you've tackled it with this very genius way of, you know, experiencing the, the native type app, but within cards. I, I'm still, I need, I think the listeners also would need just that final understanding of how the cards end up in the wallet 
and how you're pushing those without this friction of a, a download. Yes, absolutely. We uh, well, the, the the problem always has been when you create a, an element, let's say it's a static element like a boarding pass or a train ticket again or a coupon, then you can push that to the customer, you know, instantaneously while the customer is already dealing with an application, right? So you have an application and they say, download this coupon, or you get a text message and say, download this coupon, or you even get your, your boarding passes automatically pushed to you, you know, to the phone by the, the, the airline, let's say. Yes. So in, in our case, we had to create a platform, you know, to push these digital cards, to create the digital cards, uh, then, you know, to manage the, the, all these digital elements and then push, allow, you know, businesses to push those cards to the customers. So what we did is we have basically two pieces, you know, of the technology. One is what the digital card that is residing on the, on the phone and that can be branded, customized is basically a white label product. So the business can have, you know, their colors, their logo, their presence, you know, their message on the, on the digital card. And then we have what we call an, a, a digital card manager, which is a web-based application. Everything, everything is, is cloud-based. And this engine or web-based management platform is the one that the business can use to push the cards and to interact with these you know, digital cards. And that is basically what allows us to, when you go into a business, put an example, you know, specifically, let's say that you're visiting, in, let's use a, a, a different example you know, this time. Um, a restaurant and the restaurant says, Hey, we have this nice, you know, digital card that it could be like a customer loyalty, you know, card. And we're going to push this to you, you know, to your phone and be able. So just some, you know, in a matter of seconds, you will receive, you know, that, that email and, you know, the server or the manager at the counter, they can do it, you know, right there. It takes le less than a minute, you know, to push that card. The customer receives an email. And then you have the digital card attached to that email. You tap on it, and then you just load it into your digital wallet, you know, as you would do with a coupon or boarding pass or anything else. You know, process is exactly. Okay. So that, that's the genius part, is you're enabling small businesses to instantly push an email, which almost everyone can open that from the phones, and that would then insert the card into the wallet. Correct. Okay, and I guess it could also be not just uh, an email. It, you could probably message it as well through a text message or something. That's correct. We can we can do it via text messages, and we can do it via peer-to-peer -peer airdrop. You know, any any technology that will allow us to communicate with the phone, uh, we can basically push the digital cards. Which is the other beauty of it. You know, it's just they are very, very lightweight elements our digital cards. They do not occupy any space on the phone. And that is another attractive element to the customer. It's like, oh, I don't have to occupy, you know, a space that I may use for videos or pictures. Everybody now is, is sometimes worrying about I don't have a space on my phone, you know, because they have so many things. And now I have to think about what app I am going to delete <laughs> just to make a space. In, in our case, that is not that doesn't happen because the digital cards are very lightweight. Yeah, and in fact, I can imagine a lot of people listening to this almost could be users of this service as well. And so it's an absolute genius idea. And what I love is you completely, very cleverly used what already exists on the phone, but has overcome that huge problem of engagement and friction and and so how did you get started on this 
Eduardo. How, how, I mean, you must have had the idea. How did you actually get this off the ground? Uh, yes, this is a, this is an interesting story because uh, you know I was working in corporate America. I am uh, you know this is my third company, Paul. Just to kind of back up a little bit, you know, it's my first technology startup. But I had you know two previous businesses before, and I I worked in corporate America in, in telecommunications specifically for uh, for more than ten years. You know, started my career with Verizon, you know, big company here in the U.S. And uh, and had a, a really really interesting and very fulfilling you know career, but you know reached that point where uh, I said to myself, hey, I really would like to do something different. I would like to do something more innovative. Going back to my entrepreneurial roots, you know, I my the first business I started, I was 14 years old. No one started making money out of uh, things that I was doing. So it's like you're, and, you're competing for the youngest entrepreneur on this show. I think we had right. someone who's nine, but 14 right. is pretty young. <laughs> yes. And then uh, I founded my two companies and they were, you know, fully corp- you know, corporations and incorporated, you know, entities. When I was 23 years old, I started two businesses, you know, when I was 23 and then I decided to switch careers for and immigrate, you know, to the United States. I was born and raised in South America. So it's, uh, you know, the time was right for me to go back again uh, to my entrepreneurial roots and try to find something. So I just started kind of going around, meeting people, and I met Bart in, uh, in uh, you know, uh, an entrepreneur's meeting. So it's like sometimes you think about these meetings and these events and you just say, hey, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to meet the right people. I'm not sure if I'm going to find somebody, you know? And there are these events where basically people just get connected and they start talking and I met my my co-founder you know more than three years ago now at one of these events and we started talking and I would say hey I'm looking to do you know something else and I had all this I have all this experience in management and in in telecommunications and uh, and he said well you know what I'm working on on a very interesting technology that is related to the digital wallet and why don't we get together and, and see you know what comes out of it so it's uh, out of that meeting, uh, basically, we started kind of, you know, continue talking, have multiple lunches and, you know, uh, and drinks and went over, you know, what we could do with this and, and the vision. And, and in the meantime, you know, we, I was already thinking about how we could solve this problem with uh, small businesses and, and customers. Really frustrated again because you patronize several businesses for years. And then you, I don't think that you still get, you know, the customer service that you deserve, you know, the customer experience. So it's like the, the vision came up and say, hey, wait a second, we can basically leverage, you know, this technology, what we are doing, and we can, we have, we had to do, you know, additional development and we can do something, you know, really interesting here. And, you know, the pro- as any other product it was evolving, we started doing the, what we call the customer validation process in 2014. We basically were armed just with a PowerPoint and went out and talked to businesses and said, hey, we have this idea. What do you think? And businesses said, yeah, you know, I, I see. I can use it. This is very interesting technology and it's not, it doesn't have all the obstacles, you know, of, uh, of a uh, traditional mobile application process. So, yes, I love it. So we went around and, and validated the idea, started developing in 2015, end of 2014, beginning of 2015. And then we ended development. It took us a year, basically, to develop, you know, the platform and digital card manager. And we are going to market we, uh, this year. So we started going to market. We have a, a launching our first pilot next month here in the United States with the, in the automotive 
side, we are working on another deal in Europe. <laughs> it's a very, very interesting story that we can, uh, we can refer to if, if you want me to. But, you know, in Europe, we are working on, with an insurance company, big insurance company, uh, on a solution that is, it will be groundbreaking, really, you know, for them. And then uh, you, we have, you know, interest from other uh, industries and, and other, other businesses out there. And we're just trying to cope with uh, that demand because uh, the, it requires, you know, to some extent, a, a, a small level of customization. I mean, there is some basic integrations that you have to do. So the business is not necessarily look, looking at another system. And it's just some minor things that are really manageable. But, you know, that, that basically has been the, the, the journey for us. This show is supported by Aptentive. They are sponsoring, and it's a great sponsor because they have the ability to message your users. So if you've listened to past episodes of the show, you'll know how important it is to have a following, to be able to cross-promote your apps, to be able to communicate with your users. And Apple and Google do not make this that easy, but Aptentive do because they give you the power to have two-way conversations with your users hear what they have to say, gather feedback, solve any problems in the apps, and develop meaningful relationships with these customers. Stop looking at your screen and just treating them as numbers on a screen. They are customers, they are using your app, and you need to have conversations with them. It is incredibly important. So go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy. That is apptentive, A-P-P-T-E-N-T-I-V-E, apptentive.com. And if you hit forward slash app guy, you'll get a the ability to sign up for a free mobile app consultation. And thank you very much to Apptentive for supporting this show. So I'm fortunate enough to have an absolutely amazing app store optimization company called GummyCube who sponsor this show. And they collect uh, data from the mobile app stores, Google Play and, and the Apple App Store. And that data then allows you to be more effective when optimizing your apps for those app stores. Now, GummyCube deal with brands and indie developers and product managers. And what GummyCube are able to do is find those long-tailed keywords that rank. You see, app store optimization, it used to be, and I'm, I'm sure you're probably still doing this right now, where you go uh, back and forth and, and check things like Google search. And, and then you get the long-tail keywords uh, from web search. And that is the wrong thing to do. Uh, you don't really want any data that's being scraped from the web. What you want is data that is actually from the app stores, because we know that the way you behave in app stores is different to on the web and searching on the web. And so this is why you need GummyCube to get access to their algorithms and their data cube and to really be efficient with app store optimization. So I highly recommend going and checking them out. It's www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. And thank you very much to GummyCube for being such a great company and supporting this show. There's two more things we need to do then before we say goodbye, Eduardo. One is I'm just so inspired by this story. It feels like and actually, you, you're perfectly aligned to the previous episode where we talked a lot about validating the idea before spending lots of money building something that you don't know is needed. Do you have any more you could give us on the way you validated the, the idea with these PowerPoint presentations? How did you get these meetings and tell us how you actually then realized this is a definitely, definitely validated idea? Uh, absolutely, Paul. Yeah, that's a great question. 
the uh, the way to do it, and this is difficult because you're trying to create a product and the product is going to evolve over time, but, but you have to have a really clear vision of the problem that you're trying to solve. And, and the best way to do it is just relate, you know, to personal experiences. And if you understand what a business has to go through, uh, because you have gone through, you know, the, the same problems and, you know, they are experimenting, then you can put that into paper. And you can say, hey, this is your problem. And I think we can solve this problem, you know, this way. And then, you know, you have, again, the vision has to be really clear because you have to think about how the product is going to look like and what the, you know, to some, somehow create some mock screens. And, and you say, this is going to be the, the process flow. And this is the way, you know, we're going to solve this particular problem for you. So once you have that vision, once you have that that idea of you know how what the product is going to look like then it's just a matter of putting that into paper you know into a powerpoint slide and start calling people you know what we were doing is uh, we created a very rough mock screen a screenshot of a digital card and we put basically let's say that we were contacting business a well we put together a a mock screen you know for that digital card with the colors of the business the logo of the business and we attach that to the first call email and we say hey look at this this could be you know your mobile application and we were getting calling calls back you know the other thing is just we we try to meet with uh, specific businesses and just show them you know, on the the PowerPoint and, and show the digital wallet and show, you know, how the process was going to work. And and that was extremely helpful. And, and also, um, Eduardo, have you arranged any partnerships? Because I can imagine an agency who builds high quality apps must have quite a, a large number of customers who decide not to go with them because of the expense. I, I can imagine they would be great leads for your business. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's correct. Yes. And that is exactly what we're seeking right now since uh, we are going to market. And we are uh, going after partnerships with marketing companies that, uh, you know, they, some of them, they have more development. Some of them do not. And we are actually targeting the ones that say, hey, do not have a, a mobile product on their portfolio. We say, hey, we can be your mobile product. So just, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's partner and let's go after, you know, customers that may have this need. So, so anyone listening who's running a digital agency or who knows developers that turn away uh, or have customers turn away because they're too expensive, this is the perfect opportunity to connect with Eduardo, I would say. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, Paul. Yeah, we are we're welcome, you know, those uh, approaches um, and, uh, you know, really happy to work with anybody out there. Just, just want to be clear that, uh, that our elements are very particular in the sense of, uh, you know, the way, you know, we are gaining that interaction and we in any shape or form are trying to replace mobile applications where the customer interaction with the application is important. I mean, we cannot replace an Instagram, a Facebook, a Snapchat, something like that, of course, you know. No, but I mean, we obviously have learned the types of businesses, the ones that need engagement, you know, and uh, book that maybe a booking system or um, a feedback form or contact form or something. But uh, uh, there's got to be developers listening to this now who would like this in their portfolio of offerings to clients. I would say. I would say. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And this opens this opens another another world for for developers. You know, it's uh, what we think is that the, the the native apps, you know, will will be there always, right? And the app store, I think that will be there. But this opens a new way, you know, for developers to think, okay, how we can work with businesses because our technology is very particular. But uh, you know, as, like, like everything else, is something that you know you can replicate. It takes a lot of work, but you can, you know, eventually <laughs> yeah. do something similar to what we're doing. And actually, Eduardo, thinking about it, even if you are a company that has a very high functional native app with lots of features, this could almost be still a stepping stone into that app because rather than lose all those people that are not downloading the app, you could still have this offering, still have this user experience, customer experience as a stepping stone into the native app. Is that how you see the future? That's correct. That's actually correct. And even for some experiences that are, that are transient, you know, to some extent, let's say, I mean, one of the applications we have thought about is, let's say that you go to a resort, you know, for, on vacation. And that resort has, uh, is in a very, you know, beautiful place. And you have multiple activities to do, right? Like scuba diving, hiking and all that. But you really, you really have to take the time, you know, to kind of talk to the concierge or go to the website and try to find out what activities, you know, are there for, you know, during the week that you are uh, on vacation. And this will be a perfect example. You know, it's like you are checking in, you know, with the resort. Resort is sending, you know, a card to you and the card basically has all the details everything that you can do, all the activities, and you will use it only for a week. And then, you know, you delete it and that's it. So it's like, even for those cases, it's just a, a beautiful solution. You are in danger of replacing a lot of our web browsing as well. So uh, this is right. just t terrific. I'm, I'm so glad that we got the, and had the time to understand the solution. What I would suggest is uh, anyone who has ideas about the user experience, the customer experience, from what you've heard of the technology, that they should definitely get in touch. So Eduardo, it's episode 445. So anyone who is listening and wants links to Relevant and to Eduardo, uh, just go to theappguy.co and search for episode 445. But in the meantime, Eduardo, we would love to know how, how can the audience connect with you? How can the apps to tribe get in touch with you? Yes, you can reach me on my email. Uh, it's ed, ed, at relevant.works. W-O-R-K-S, works. And uh, you can uh, also find me on Twitter uh, at Attendant Park. Fantastic. Eduardo, I I've really enjoyed this journey. You going through the technology, I think relevant is going to be extremely relevant to all of us going forward. And thanks for sharing your journey with us. No, thanks to you, Paul. Really uh, appreciate the journey again. And I hope that you and your listeners you know, enjoy the conversation. And now you've finished listening to this episode, please remember to go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy and uh, go and get a free demo of their platform that will help you communicate, that will help you get more ratings, uh, that will help you provide surveys to your users, your customers. Go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase, and you will be pleased that you did. Thank you so much to Apptentive for continuing to support this show. 
remember to go and check out www.gummycube.com that's g-u-m-m-i-c-u-p-e.com who are the world's best app store optimization company and i highly recommend uh, using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the google play store and the apple app store so www.gummycube.com and thanks to gummycube for being such a great supporter of this show